0: I literally
1: just had one of those, like, disco CDs you you used to see, like, on the commercials on TV, like, call 1-800 and get the best of disco, three-disc set. Like, that's why I had one of those sets, and I used to listen to it constantly. I don't know why. I still, I mean, my alarm to this day, to wake up every morning, is um, staying alive, but I, I don't know what got me into it to this day. I don't know what got me into disco. It just... My parents, my I mean, my dad passed now. My mom doesn't even know. Like, she's like, so like, you just wanted to listen to it. You had the CDs for some reason. We don't even know where you got them from, but you just wanted to listen to disco. And I mean, you know, Ring My Bell, Staying Alive, um, Don, some Donna Don Summer Tracks, just like the best of disco.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Set Lessing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. We are getting off the Bruce train, though I'm sure he will come up as he normally does. I have a fellow podcaster joining me to talk a little music, a little podcasting, and uh, maybe um... Discuss drunk podcasting, perhaps? Uh, Jeremy, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. It, it's my pleasure, Jesse.
2: Yeah, tell us a little about yourself.
1: Well, I'm thirty-four, almost thirty-five. Um, stepfather of two, husband. Um, now a salesman. Never saw that coming in my future, but now a salesman, and I. I host two podcasts, and I am part of multiple others.
2: Um, So how did you end up getting into sales? And then we'll get off that, but uh, it sounds like that surprised the hell out of you.
1: (laughs) I've been strongly against working as a salesman my whole life because my father was a car salesman, and he always told me to stay the hell away from sales. (laughs) But so i was always i mean i just it's something i never saw myself doing because i mean yeah I, i'm a people person but i just never saw myself as like especially a salesperson and like a pick up the phone and call like leads type of thing mm-hmm. but i lost my job back in february just because one of the main companies is laying off half their managers and i had a nice cozy job working from home but but um so i just the first job that came along was a, to be a salesperson and in a month when it's the first real job you have. Never mind all the scams that they try to get you now with for, when you're applying for jobs. But it's the only place to show you really interest. You take your chance and you go for it. And apparently I set a record the first week is being the only person on the phone in the first weeks to make a in the first week to make a sale. So <laughs>
2: I wonder how much podcasting is helping you with that code calling because as a podcaster, you're you're used to. I get a guest, I have to build a connection very quickly. I have to make it entertaining. I have to keep it rolling. Do you think that's partly why it might help?
1: Well, I'll tell you, I definitely use podcasting as something on my resume for this job, and. They were actually very excited about the fact that I was a podcaster and that I'm basically selling myself every time I do a show. So it it definitely came up. It definitely was a thing and it helps. I mean, I am better to talk, I'm better talking to strangers now than I ever was because of that, because I can do five interviews with random people I never met before during the week and strike up an hour conversation with them just out of the little things they say.
2: Okay. very interesting, all right, well, uh, I always like to start at the beginning, so let's go back in the way back machine uh, where did you grow up, and what kind of music, if any, did your family listen to when you were younger?
1: I grew up in a small town outside of Kingston, New York called Tilson, New York. No one ever heard of it, but it was a little suburb, and see, I listened to so many different types of music growing up, just. My, my parents were not, like, huge music music people. Like, they, they didn't have music played 24-7. They didn't just blast it all the time into the house and whatnot. Like, my mom would listen to all the random 90s female stuff that other moms at the time listened listen to. Uh, Celine Dion, Sheryl Crow, and, like, all the... Ricky Martin and all that type of stuff. Like, different stuff throughout the years, obviously. <laughs> but, and... My father liked. My father was a drummer in in a, in a local band throughout high school and college. So, he liked a lot of classic rock. Like he loved Sticks. He liked Elton John. He liked eh, can like Journey, Kansas, all your just typical classic rock bands of that time, eighties but, but and seventies bands like just sixties. Just pick one. He probably listened to it at some point. But I grew up listening to disco. Don't ask me why. I literally just had one of those, like, disco CDs you see used to see, like, on the commercials on TV, like, call 1-800 and get the best of disco three-disc set. Like, that's why I had one of those sets, and I used to listen to it constantly. I don't know why. I still, I mean, my alarm to this day, to wake up every morning, is um, staying alive, but I, I don't know what got me into it to this day. I don't know what got me into disco. It just... My parents, my, I mean, my dad passed now. My mom doesn't even know. Like, she's like, so like, you just wanted to listen to it. You had the CDs for some reason. We don't even know where you got them from. But you just wanted to listen to disco. And, I mean, you know, Ring My Bell, Staying Alive, um, dot, some Donna dot Summer Tracks, just like the best of disco.
2: What I'm laughing about, Jeremy, is I almost said, Ring My Bell, as a guest, <laughs> uh, I am going to send you a link. Um, In 2014, when Bruce was touring Australia, he would find every city he was playing in, if there was a band from that city, he would find one of their songs and would cover it. And when he was in Brisbane, he did a version of Staying Alive which is amazing. Uh, so I will send you the link in case you've never heard that. Um, it is uh, really good. Um, and then um, Gary Gibbs, right? Uh, more, uh, yeah, Barry Gibbs, like a week later, did I'm on Fire to say thanks to Bruce when he was performing. So yeah, that that's that's awesome. I graduated high school in 1977. So Casey and the Sunshine Band, the Bee Gees, Donna Summer, all of them were part of what oh. we listened to. All right. I mean, along with the Eagles and Fleetwood Mac, Elton John. I mean, the beauty yeah. of 70s AM radio is they played a little bit of everything. But yes, it is easy to talk trash about disco, but uh, it can be fun as well, can it?
1: Oh, it, it can be, and I mean not to age you hear, but that is the year my parents graduated from high school as well, so but uh, so, and I mean anybody these days who says, oh, I don't like disco, listen to the rap music and pop music you're listening to, because half of it is disco beats in the background from famous songs,
2: it, it it truly is. And um, I think all music, there is some that can be less than wonderful. I won't say bad, but I think there is um, there is there is diamonds in every kind of music that you can learn to appreciate and go. I had a guy on the podcast who was a huge Bee Gees fan. And the story he tells is similar to what I tell him is when someone says to him, well, I can't stand the BGS." He asks, have you listened to anything besides Saturday Night Fever? And when someone tells me I don't like Bruce Springsteen, I go, have you listened to anything besides Born in the USA? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so uh, sometimes you're kind of pushed on by, uh, you know, what was their biggest hits versus trying to find some of the other stuff as you grew older um so you're already kind of being a rebel with uh disco music as you got older you know high school college age what what were you listening to then jeremy
1: well and i mean in the beginning of high school i was in the same thing that everybody my age was into in the early 2000s i mean i liked rap Bone Thugs and Harmony, uh, Outkast, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. I mean, all the anything that anything that came out that I mean Linkin Park, anything, anything that came out that was popular in that time I would listen to. I mean, towards the end of high school though, I started getting into symphonic metal a little bit because I randomly came across it on LimeWire slash frostwire back in the day. And mm-hmm. I got into I got into bands like Nightwish and Cradle Filth and different different metal bands and even Iron Maiden, like my a friend in high school got me, my junior year of high school, a friend got me into Iron Maiden. And and he's the same friend got me into Cradle of because he gave me the great, greatest hits for both bands. And I fell in love with them and like it kind of opened a new door as far as metal. Because I never really, really much of a metalhead before that point.
2: Why do you think that music spoke to you at that point in your life?
1: I mean, typical junior, senior, high school. I mean, especially being a fat white nerd in high school Mm -hmm. um like i just i had very little friends if any true friends and metal just kind of spoke to my anger it spoke to my loneliness it just spoke to everything like it just kind of became a part of who i was
2: do you still listen to metal
1: god yes i mean I, one of the podcasts, I host the music podcast, which we can talk about later, obviously, but, um, and I, a lot of what I bring to the show, because it's an album challenge show, it, a lot of what I bring is metal, a lot of what my, my co-host brings is metal, depending on the guests, of course, and what they decide to bring, because it's all about that, but, so, I mean, I still love Cradle of Filth, Iron Maiden, um, I'm, I'm really into symphonic metal the last, like, five, ten years, uh, a lot of European bands: Nightwish, Avantasia, Camelot, like any of those bands that tell stories with their albums. Like I freaking love. So, yeah.
2: yeah. Before we hit record, you know, Jeremy, we were talking a little bit, and I said, you know, do you have a favorite band? And you, you had to say, God, that's hard for me to say. So I take it you've re- you've remained diverse in your musical taste.
1: Completely. I mean, there's band, there's 10 bands maybe that I love 100% and would, I could put an ACD they put out and like just rock out to it and, or just, I don't know what the rap version of that is, but I mean, rap out, I guess. But you, I mean, there's just like 10 bands that I truly, truly love and I can listen to them anytime, any day and not get tired of them. But there are hundreds of bands that I could turn on from time to time and enjoy and i just can't listen i can't listen to those bands every day it's just like a different thing mm-hmm. and i mean i've discovered so many great bands in the last we started in june so in the last almost in the last almost year last 10 11 months of this of doing this music podcast i discovered so many great bands i never knew existed and yes one of our guests brought Bruce Springsteen for an episode. So.
0: Listen now, go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts.
2: So let's talk about the podcast a little bit. Tell me about, um, give me the title again and then tell me the premise.
1: Well, it's called Maniacal Music Musings, which everybody likes to mess up the title and have fun with it. But um, it's called the Maniacal Music Musings or M-Cubed. And it's an album challenge show. So we have a guest on every episode, basically well, most episodes since our third episode. And the guest gets to choose the album CD of their choice and bring it on the show. And me and my co-host try to pick albums that we think match it or complement it, or there's some connection usually that we think it has, at least for my albums. My co-host usually just puts on his um, YouTube music and hits hits next couple times until he finds a song that like is like, okay, this is it. So I mean, it's we we just did it like we do we do theme episodes once in a while. We did a soundtrack episode. We did a all nineteen ninety three albums episode. We I mean it depends what the guest brings. That's always what it's about is whatever album they love or an album that meant something to them in their life at some point. That's what we want them to bring. And then we're gonna try to match it the best we can. Usually something we love. Sometimes it's just something that like we're not familiar with, but we want to learn more about because it's an album that we, have has had great acclaim over since that time. So, I mean, it's it's a very interesting show. it it I mean it's not for lighthearted. It's not for it's not for any churchgoers. who are gonna be like, oh my, when they hear what we say about certain things. But okay. it's I mean there's a there's comedy to it of course as well. But it's just. Me and my co-host have very unique personalities. But
2: nothing wrong with that. Is there Jeremy, is there the what's an episode that surprised you that someone brought an album and either you were surprised how good it was and how you know or one that you yeah, let's stick with that. Let's let's stay positive. Let's don't want to go. God, that was a crap album. I don't why this guy likes this. No, talk to me about what are some of the ones that surprised you.
1: Um. Well, let's see. I'm trying to think here about what albums. Guess I brought up before, but I mean, well, my co-host in the beginning episodes of our show, like in the first three episodes, we did like guys. Kind of Duet shows, solo shows, almost where we just each brought one out each, and then like we didn't have guests, so it was just two of us. they were okay. short episodes, but he introduced me to a band called Dog Fashion Disco, okay. and they also have an, a, a spinoff band. There's called um, Polka poca- Dot Cadaver, and literally one of my favorite bands now. Like I never even heard of them before the show, but. He turned me into one of their biggest fans because they are just such a genius band. They do like there's all their songs tell stories and like they are one of those bands that could touch so many different genres in like one CD. It's just insane. It's so like that was one of the biggest surprises ever. But uh, the, the the guest album that surprised me the most. Well, there's a couple of them actually, but. One of our guests is actually a podcaster and a friend of mine from Film Code Podcast, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. He brought Diana, he brought Diana Krall to the podcast. Okay. And never really heard Diana Crawl before before the show, but just such a magical voice. And she had story, like it was jazz pop almost in a way. Yeah. Like that's something I ever would imagine. Like this, I would never pick up in a store and just be like, oh this sounds good like i used to buy albums by the cover a lot back in the days of fye i would buy like albums based on the cover because a lot of metal cds especially because like if they had like angels or demons or like some kind of monster on the cover i'd be like oh this is my cd but like even the cover of the cd was like just like a woman dancing and like i never would have thought to pick it up in a store like he did when he was younger and that's why he brought it. It was like, he was surprised how much he loved it. It made him love diverse music. She is such an amazing artist. Like I never would have thought I would like that, but it just made me very happy. Like it just, I don't know. It made me happy. And it's just, I can't explain it. Like I really can't explain it. It just made me fall in love with it.
2: No, I, I think that's nice that everyone saw, you know, what my i do a babylon 5 podcast with two friends of mine and we also do one-off episodes where we'll we'll talk about like devs the tv show devs or we'll do um other things and i had had them watch bruce springsteen's western stars the film that he made of that album and so Lou, who's from Canada, said, "Why, well, if we're going to do music, I want to do a Tragically Hip episode." And I had vaguely heard of them because I listened to another podcast from Canada, and so Tragically Hip, um, Canadian band. And I, you know, he gave us some suggestions, and I started listening and was like, "How the hell did I never hear of this band before?" they're 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 really interesting and it's you know they're it's they're Canadian it isn't like they're this you know from across the world um so yes it's kind of nice when you find something and you go okay that was unexpected I'm yeah that's that's kind of that's got to uh, be cool
1: it's it's true it really is true I mean another artist would be Beth Hart another female like female art special because I am maybe it's a masculinity thing. I don't know. I mean, cause I do listen to like a lot of us in metal bands. I listen do have female singers, but they're still metal in the background. And like, so Beth Hart is another one, like who, like, she's a very feminist singer and she, but some of the songs she sings are just so like, they'll bring you to tears. Like, it's just like, Oh my God. Like, and I mean, I don't like to think I'm anti-feminist at all, but it's just, it made me think about some things in my own life, the way she thinks about certain topics. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this CD is literally bringing me to tears, almost like making me think about things in the world. And it's just, if a CD can do that to me, then that to me is magic. And, but, I what you were, what you, what you were going to say is, yes, there have been CDs that have brought to the show that I freaking hated more than anything <laughs> in the world. Oh, my God. Mainly my co-host CDs, but like okay. he's brought he's brought in like the prodigy to the for one episode, and they were big in like the early two thousands and like they had like a techno type thing and like those <laughs> the the CD he brought the one big track from it was called Smack My Bitch Up, and like I'm sure if you heard it you would recognize it from like movies during the early two thousands because it's just very it's it's very tech it's very techno, but. I could I, I could picture a couple movies it's in, but it's just I mean he's and he's brought some like blues. I can't uh, I can't I can't even think of the name of the artist right now, but he brought a blues artists from like the sixties, seventies on and I was just like I literally gave him crap for it in the whole episode. <laughs> and I I, I I still to this oh what the hell is his name? Oh oh Sunhouse He brought Sunhouse okay. on and like I literally like the whole episode gave him crap for it and like to this day I still give him crap for it like anytime he brings a CD on that I don't like I'm just like well at least it's not Sunhouse
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome Um, what do you give any parameters to your guests is it just an album they love or they just want to share What what's the parameter what do you pitch to them when they're going to do this
1: there is no real parameters The on, the only steadfast rule is we ask yes, they don't bring an album we've already done because there's so much music in the world that we don't want to repeat albums because then, I mean, we also have to, all three all three of the people on the show have to pick a top five from the, from each album as well, a top five songs and, well, plus any, plus any honorable mentions, which me, my roommate, in our own CDs especially have honorable mentions every time <laughs> but, and like you have to give a verbal, you have to give a verbal review, uh, well, not verbal, oral review of each album as well so I mean we don't really get parameters to say like if they we'll try to make a theme episode if we can like kind of like we just did the 1993 episode a couple episodes ago we kind of almost did like a concept album episode last episode we did because our guests brought uh CJ plane the music god from he has a podcast called noise report and he is on youtube doing reaction videos for a long time now he, and he literally is the music god i found out he brought cell dweller which i never heard of this band and i am almost want to punch myself for that because they are just a magical like symphonic band that does story like concept album basically same as a lot of the bands i love and so I, I of course brought Camelot because if you, if he's gonna bring a storytelling album, I'm gonna bring my own storytelling album. And I don't really remember even what my co-host brought, but it wasn't it wasn't so much a story a concept album because he doesn't do those too well. But we almost had one. And we're we're recording an episode this Saturday where it's gonna be Dr. Dre, Ice Ice Cube, and Tupac. So it's almost like a '90s rap album kind of in a way so it 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 breaks down to a lot of interesting stuff so
2: i love that 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 sounds fun now you mentioned you do you do a couple other podcasts Uh,
1: my main podcast i start uh, i started off my with my first solo podcast called paranormal to normal where i basically interview anybody anybody that's in the paranormal supernatural spiritual world uh, I mean, it could be anything from me, psychic slash mediums to people who believe they've had contact with extraterrestrials to people that look for Bigfoot for a living. Like it's just and everything in between. I mean, those are the main categories, of course. But there's every I mean, paranormal investigators. I've talked to a lot of them, a lot of psychics mediums. And I mean, it's just and a lot of energy healers and. Mm -hmm. just a lot a lot of stuff you never would imagine even exists as a career in this world but it exists and these people are the greatest people to talk to in the world i mean i out of i have 109 episodes out so far and and just a little bit over a year now and i honestly don't think any of them are there's only one or two that i would say are boring the rest of them are all very entertaining episodes i mean i try to it's not about me, so you won't even hear me talk that much on them. It's more about the guest. So I let the guests tell their story basically. I just I kind of lead the way with the questions I want to ask. So mm-hmm. but it's just if you're into anything strange, anything weird, it's a great show. It's already got a good following and there's a lot of paranormal shows out there, but even my guests will tell you that. I actually make the, I actually care about the guests more than myself. Like that's something that I usually don't see in those shows. And that's why I get complimented for on the show all the time. You'll hear in the recordings if you listen, but.
2: Very cool. Yeah. That, uh, I love that paranormal, the new normal. Right. And, and I do think, you know, that's when I have a guest, we obviously have a conversation but if I'm doing more talking than the guests, that's a bad thing. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You you want your guests to shine. Um, are there albums that you guys haven't gotten to in M cubed that you're hoping someone's gonna bring? Do you got or some themes that you're thinking about you want to do?
1: Uh well, we we also do uh every month we do a art, we do brackets or tournaments. Uh, we do we do an artist bracket every month and then we usually do like a special theme bracket every month based around a holiday or just basically whatever i come up with but like uh, i saw
2: y'all did wrestling themes right because of wrestlemania i assume
1: yeah because of wrestlemania we did a two-part wrestling theme songs bracket which i grew i grew up in the well from like 2000 on watching wrestling yeah and i i mean i I stop now. I don't watch it anymore because I can't stand wrestling anymore. But okay. um the the time period from like during the attitude era, the uh era after that. I mean Undertaker, I
2: thought, Stone Cold, who what theme won?
1: Rick Flair won, I'm pretty sure actually.
2: Okay. All right. That's that my yeah. son would yeah. probably be happy with that.
1: I, be- I believe he won. I but Undertaker, Undertaker didn't make it as far as I wanted him to. I really okay. wanted, but but he was also in the tournament like three times with, or four times with, with different theme songs. So right, so they
2: curd themselves. Yeah, okay.
1: but I mean, uh, it was it was mainly Golden Age and Attitude Era wrestlers with some of the um, I cannot think of the name of the t- era after, um, but the era after too, like. John Cena was in there, of course. But I mean I there was it was mainly acting around wrestlers. And who actually made it very far that was surprising was um Gangrel slash the Broods theme song Blood. Oh
2: okay. <laughs>
1: and I was I was very happy with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because I loved I love that back in the day. But I mean we and like this month coming up, um oh yeah, well, we just did a this past weekend a queen bracket of 34 top, the top 34 Queen songs according to a ranking I found. And it was a very, I don't want to not see a winner because the bracket has yet to be, it yeah. comes out this weekend. But it was a very, it's not who you think it is, it's going to win. And who you think is going to win went out in the first round. So that that's the interesting part. But
2: so a couple weeks ago, I, yeah, about a month ago, um, I ended up having six Springsteen fans join me um we had a announcer who was running it and i was the time master and so there was eight of us on the call and we took 256 of bruce Strong's springsteen songs and did a bracket and got it down to one it took us three hours uh so i i broke it up to three episodes uh and that was fun because it, you would have you know, you would guess, OK, it's going to be Born to Run against Thunder Road. That are going to be the two songs that, you know, come out. And it ended up being uh, a racing in the street one.
1: Oh, actually, that's inter- that's that's funny you say that, because I follow this guy on um, t- Twitter. Chris. Yeah. Good music. PBX, I think is uh, yeah. And he's right now doing a Bruce Springsteen tournament. And those were, those are the two finalists and the finals are uh, born to run and Thunder Road. So,
2: yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) in fact, my buddy said, you know, here's my bracket. I just knew this would be. And, you know, so as you write, said, you know, we're talking about this queen one, right. I can imagine that. Okay. uh, You know, um, you know well of course it's going to be bohemian Rhapsody, or it's going to be somebody to love and everything but if it's against the right song you know you end up i can't believe this it's an early upset so we had a lot of fun with that so what are some plans in the future what do you want to do next
1: well i've i mean i've been mean I've, I've been wanting to start a comic book podcast for a long time and that's okay. in the works because I and I also wanted to start an animation kind of mystery science theater 3000 type podcast w- with friends where you just pick watch a season of a show at a time and like sit there and make fun of it, like MST3K style. Sure. So, those are those are two podcasts I've been in the works for half a year to a year now, and I'm still trying to just find the time or find the people that are interested in doing them with me. Yeah, but I mean maniacal Music Musings has coming up in next month because I'm sure this will be released by by the time I announce this on Saturday anyway. But yeah. our our artist next month is going to be Ice Cube for his because I feel like we need to bring some color into the brackets again because it's been a while. So Ice Cube's gonna be the artist of the month, and it's my it's my pick. So I picked ice cube. And because it's summer summer time almost the theme bracket of the month is going to be Will Smith towards my birthday the end of May. So,
2: Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh,
1: Let me tell you, (laughs) trying to find a ranked list of Will Smith songs is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. It's not easy.
2: I, you know, I would bet um, that that will be interesting. Won't it? Yeah. I I could see that.
1: That's cool. It's it's interesting because it's, his original stuff with DJ Jazzy Jeff back in the 90s and 80s to like his newer stuff in the 2000s, when, like all the tracks from his movies and stuff. So it's it's a good mix. That, that's, that's the interesting part. Is it's a good mix. Yeah. Sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun. Always. I mean, that's if you're not having fun podcasting, then why do it? I mean, if I would not put all this time into hosting and editing shows, I mean, because. The fact that you got through a 256-song bracket in three hours amazes me to no end because we'll spend three hours on 32 songs.
2: So we did this a couple ways. So we had the six people voting and um, we were all on video and um, the early rounds you, you weren't supposed to make an argument. In other words, you're just supposed to go Song A, song B, A, and you would raise your hand and then you would get the, this is so hard. And then when we got down to the Sweet 16, that's when we said, okay, now let's discuss each song Mm. and go through that. So that was the way we got through that.
1: Yeah. uh, Okay. That makes more sense, kind of, because I mean, see, even if I tried to enforce that, like for like the beginning round, like, oh, don't make like commentary on it, just vote, like, it's still, people would not be able to stop in commentary like it's just and, the, the podcasts I work with that do these brackets with me like it's just no way like well, they all we, have opinions.
2: We <laughs> had some of that too you know we did yeah. what was actually funny is the second round it was actually faster like that first then it was like a little more oh yeah that's an obvious yes yes that, um, and, you know and then and what we did for fun is I did not vote unless it was 3-3, three, three. and then I had to break the tie. So I said I was Kamala Harris. I was the VP. <laughs> so in the Senate, that's great. That is super. Uh,
1: I mean, it, and actually, you're 100% right. That is the way it goes. Like the first round in any of my brackets will be easily anywhere from an hour to two hours for the right. first round. And then the second round flies by in like a 15 minutes, a half hour, because by that point, people know the songs that are going on and they chose where they're the song to move on at that point. And they know it's going to be a quick decision rather than, I mean, maybe a hard decision, but it's going to be a quick decision because they know what songs they prefer.
2: Right. And then it gets, as it gets tougher, then it is, you know, where you go, okay, wow. Now this is, you know, this is a tough, like, you know um, so yeah, that, that sounds a lot of fun. Um, So you you've kind of talked about going forward and doing um, what what have you learned podcasting over these last few years? What I guess the, I, what has surprised you about what you've learned doing podcasting?
1: I honestly the thing I learned the most about podcasting, and I've always been one of the people in my life who I never had friends per se. I, I may have one or two close friends, but I never really had like a group of friends I go and hang out with anymore. Cause I mean, it's just, it's not the way the world to have a group of friends that you just hang out your house anymore. Once you get older, like it's just not the way anymore, especially with the internet nowadays. So, but I have more of a community podcasting 50, 60 people. I know that I constantly work with and constantly talk to or try to schedule dates to record together on different things with just, I know more people now than I ever knew before I started podcasting on the level where I can actually be like, Oh, how's this? And how's this and that, like in their life and actually know what's going on in their life. I never had that before. Like I had family, but I had neighbors, but I never really had like a group of friends like that because it just didn't happen. Like this day and age, people are either working or they're staying at home watching one of my streaming services or on their computer. They're not, getting together to go to a bar every weekend and whatnot like it's just it's not the way life is anymore and podcasting is one way to have a community of people that care about you and if i dropped off the face of the earth for a couple of days and didn't respond back to messages i would actually have people that would be like are you okay like what's going on like why aren't you responding on messenger like it's just it it's actually besides family it's having a community that's what it is
2: I love that answer so much because I agree. Um, I think there are there are people that I have podcast with that I've never met in person that I would count as some of my closest friends. Right? I, I there are um, there is that network and family community that you, you know, you know, each other's families, you know, each other's struggles, you know, each other's joys. And there is that togetherness. that's really beautiful. So thank you for sharing that because I agree with you a hundred percent. It is, um, you know, the nice thing I think about podcasting Mm. too, is that while we're, obviously we want to do the best podcast we can there is not normally the sense of at least for me competitiveness you know i'm happy when someone else does really well because you know i'm just glad for them because i know how much they work for and how hard it is and and you know i'm doing this because it's fun and it brings me joy
1: that's that's the other thing i mean and yes, you're right. Like my literally my best friend in the world, besides my wife, of course. Yeah. In case she's listening. But um, uh, yes. my best my, my best friend in the world, I met through a podcast, and for the last almost a year now, probably. It'll be a year in August, but but or July, whatever it was, but like he literally said the one day like we were recording, he's like to his to his significant other, he's been saying like he says like It's been I've known Jeremy two or three years. I still haven't met his wife. And I'm like, hey, Chansey, buddy, how long we know each other? He's like, two or three years. I'm like, uh, try, seven, eight months. He's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah. Wow. It just it feels like that because but and you're right. I mean, podcasting. Anybody who wants to be a podcaster, do not do it thinking you're gonna get rich. Don't, because you're not going to. Not it's a one in a million shot that you're going to make money doing it even.
0: Yes. I mean, I've
1: I've made a couple hundred bucks through guest sites and sponsors and whatnot, but it's not – it's nothing that I could actually pay my mortgage with. So, I mean, yeah. you, you do it because you like talking. If you like to hear yourself talk, then yes, do it. But you do it because you, you like to, to provide entertainment for the world. That's – my paranormal show now has – 2100 listens in little overload over a year like it's it's not blasting out there like some paranormal shows are where like they say they have like 20,000 listens in a month and stuff like that like it's it's not I don't expect it to anytime soon but if it does that'd be great but yeah and my, my music show has maybe 400-500 listens but the people who listen to it comment and say that how much they enjoy it and how much it they look forward to hearing us just talk shit about random music so it's just yeah exactly i mean it's it's about the listeners and it's about just having fun that's what it is don't don't do it to try to make a new career because trust me it ain't gonna be your new career you're still going to work a nine to five
2: (laughs) absolutely all right jeremy before i let you go i gotta ask you the very question so if you are checking out this podcast because uh, mq is stays on your uh, playlist, and you wanted to hear Jeremy talk a little bit different. Thank you for uh, joining me. Um, Jay Armstrong was an honors English teacher that's recently retired, but when he was teaching, he would give his class the lyrics to the song Thunder Road. They would read it. They would listen to it. They would explore the song as if it was a poem uh talking about the imagery the phrases that bruce uses and at the end of the two days he would ask the class does mary get in the car so jeremy that is your question does mary get in the car at the end of thunder road
1: well as i told you i didn't have a chance to read the lyrics per se but i did listen to this song a couple of times and i'm amazed i haven't heard the song before considering it's in the finals of the Bruce Springsteen bracket on Twitter right now but uh it's just I I feel like she doesn't okay like because I mean yeah it's it was the 70s 80s whatever time period we wrote in but and yeah you know you want the happy ending but I just feel like no she doesn't like I I think Bruce was a little bit of a feminist in a way and he would write women to have their own ideas and opinions. So.
2: That is excellent. Um, About 60% say yes. About 40% say no, but the two guests I've had tonight, both said no, you and my guest earlier. So we're on a trend. (laughs) All right, Jeremy, if someone wants to reach you, what's the best way?
1: Well, you can find me on Facebook as Jeremy Bryant or as Paranormal the New Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast for the S group. New name coming soon, trust me. Um, You can find me on Twitter or Instagram as at Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And you can find me on TikTok as at Juggalo Bastard. Or you can find me on YouTube as Maniacal Music Musings or Paranormal the New Normal. Our, Our episodes are up there in video so you get to see our you could see my and my guest beautiful faces or you could see me and my chorus and my guest beautiful faces so it all works
2: absolutely wonderful jeremy i hope you had a good time
1: i had a great time any i get to talk music and my journey through it is a great show so
2: great all right so listeners thank you so much for being here and remember be safe be kind and if we open our hearts love won't forsake us just let the music take us and carry us home Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, listeners. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye.
0: What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money? 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem?
2: What's the problem?
0: Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would, I stop? Would you kill? Yes. I don't know. My, mom and dad. my mom and My mom and my From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more, from assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at IntoHistory.com.